0: welcome to a very special episode of all talk fc the euros are with us uh, before that though, i have got a special announcement all talk fc is uh, going up a level throughout the euros we're going to be uh, doing a lot of previews and reviews of various games we can't do all of them we've all got jobs you know got lives to live and and, and girlfriends to uh, uh attend to not like me but um anyway <laughs> yeah so we are going to be putting that up on youtube we'll be putting out little clips uh Uh, on the pod so please keep up with that like and subscribe follow us on twitter and all that business we are doing our euros previews and what we think um and we'll see how that goes all right let's go just want to make sure just to be very clear I've just told the boys that my internet is terrible uh, it's currently down so I'm tearing off my phone so there's a chance that I'm gonna drop off off of this but to be fair all they really need me to do is just start and then lot will just talk till I'll find out and I'll be like oh this is a four and a half hour pod that I've been talking about some fucking Russian 19 uh, year old left back who's like the next big thing about Barcelona and stuff but uh never mind never mind we'll, we'll plow on Right, so the uh, Euros, very exciting stuff. We are all excited about it, but just like England fans, as soon as the game starts, we'll put our head down and be like, what the fuck's happening? Uh, although, I don't understand why England are second favourites. Do you? Anyone? Anyone out there? Yeah,
1: no we're idea. always
0: inflated during a big tournament because people back up into favourites. I,
1: I wouldn't say we're the, we're the second best team. Actually, uh, I don't know actually. Now that you've said that, we might be the second best team. But he's already convinced because himself
0: in the, in the matter of ten seconds. He's already convinced himself. Yeah,
1: I mean, usually it's ridiculous to say that we're the second best team, but I mean, other than France, no one really sticks out this year, do they? There's a lot of there's a lot of people in that next level down from France.
2: I think Portugal are a better team than us, unfortunately.
0: Well, let's go yeah. through let's go through the and list of of the top favourites, right? So France are the favourites to win the tournament. I've I've got I don't know when these odds have, will change. They'll probably change tomorrow, but currently as it stands, France are the favourites at nine to two, England the next favourites at five to one, then you've got Belgium, thirteen to two, Spain at fifteen to two, Italy fifteen to two, Germany eight to one, Portugal nine to one, Netherlands thirteen to one. I just got off some random websites, so it's probably Portugal, subject to change Portugal whichever to site. Be,
1: Portugal have got a bit of bet in there.
2: That's
1: I, a great, great odds on Portugal. That great I've, odds. I've um, I'm gonna confess, i am actually heavy I say heavily, heavily for me, I've put 30 quid on Portugal and
0: Ooh. I've um, all your odds nine to one, yeah.
1: Uh, let me double check. I think it was more, I might have got 11s, you know. Or last oh, week, you said you, went,
0: you said
2: you
1: went heavy on Italy. Have you done so, Italy again, I've, and I've, I've, I've gone heavy on both of them, yeah. Heavy, all heavy right.
0: for warming oh, is uh, three pounds, so let's let's. Yeah. That um, you, you don't want to hear my just, predictions later then, Worry. Yeah, let me,
1: on, <laughs> <laughs> let me just get on to my paddy power. There are other bookies available. Oh. Um, so well, yeah, While
0: you, um, well, you do that, Rory. we are. Uh, so we're going to talk through our, our, our favourites <laughs> for the tournaments, our, our dark horses. So teams that probably you want to look out for or you think are better than what people are saying. Our worst contenders, so out of the list I've just given, who are probably aren't as good or as favourite. Favourite players players that are going to let you down and um all the groups i think will do that and then we might come out with a later pod once the group stages are finishes outside of a big one and talk more about that so go on mark while you were you were chomping at the bit who, who are your favorites to go and who's your teams that you're not looking forward to so i don't know if any of you've been on the all talk drive but you might have seen my euro selector where
3: you can put in all the results and it will Euro selector. And then um, you could have so, told us,
4: Mark. I didn't. I've been looking for one
3: of those. Well, I, had to, I, had to, I only done it in the last couple of hours. What's the oh, US selector? Right, so, so I went through all the group stages and put in the scores that I think it could be, and then it works out the tables and then tells you who's the bottom two of the third places who won't come through. You can do it for the knockout stages, but I haven't done it yet. Um But yeah, if going for it, who do I think is going to win it? I'm going for Belgium. I think Belgium's going to win it. Big shout. Um, Even though they're favourites, favorite. big shout. I've, I'm going Belgium to win it. Uh, what What are we going through all of them now? Because I've got more here. Go on, you, you go, go
0: through it, what it, you it, want it, to it, say. It, well, yeah. Go through what you want to say, and we'll rip that to pieces real quick. Yeah,
3: so Belgium, I think, uh going to win it. My Dark Horse, to. Well,
0: it's, I don't know if you can call him a Dark Horse, but seeing as they're so far down... I think Dark Horse is fair it, enough. Dark, dark Horse is kind of like you know they're either a good team that's going to win or a not so good team that's good somewhere team. in the middle so. yeah so i've, I've
3: picked two I've, well i've picked two so i've got a dark horse to win it is italy and a dark horse who let's say we'll do a wales or like what wales did yeah. in 2016 i've gone for turkey so they're the two that <clears throat> i'm thinking like because i don't think turkey will win it but if turkey get into the semis that, or like that's a
0: a big big uh, prediction i'd say so i think based on all of i think based on everything that we've probably all been looking at we've all been kind of looking around punditry and 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 stuff that you might know turkey seems to be pretty much everyone's outsiders or dark horses to do pretty well in this tournament um i don't know if they'll be as they'll, they'll do like a grease, do you know what i mean but it just seems well, on everyone's cards they'll do alright
2: you know what i actually did this morning because the odds Two. were just too good at 50 to 1 um, Yazizi to be top goal scorer I was like, "Oh, that's going to be worth a couple of quid, fifty to one." And and I tell you why because he's a
0: thirty-five-year-old. Also... Well, yeah.
2: Well, hold on. Yeah. The, the match just coming off back of the best season can he's can ever
0: had. Can I just say? Um, uh, so I think it was David James uh, put down. What what was his name again?
2: Yazizi Yeah, he's right. new, new,
0: uh, yeah, new young you star. He put him as because he's new to the tournament. No, you you're, thinking mean, of, so you're
1: thinking of you're, you're, mean, you're, you're thinking of Burak Yilmaz. Oh, I'm Burak Yilmaz. Yilmaz a, yeah. yeah, He's the he's a striker. He's easy playing behind him. But
2: anyway, the, the point I was what, making. Yeah, the, the point I'm making is that the reason I, I picked Turkey, funnily enough, as a dark horse. But um, you got you know, you guys will know we talked about the Italy Turkey game in one of our clips that's coming up. And um, I'm a big backer of really Turkey. Yeah. But the, the thing that got me when I was looking at it earlier the is that when actually when you actually look at the uh, when you look at the the tournament so mark you've done the you've worked out who goes where i was i spent ages trying to work that out what i can't get i can't understand is how they've worked it out because it seems so unfair if you come second in group a you can basically get all the way through to the semi final you don't have to play a top 10 team okay it's ridiculous whereas if you in our group if you come first or second you're guaranteed to at least play a portugal or france or spain or germany or something and like the last 16 or but someone like Turkey, they can they can conceivably come second in their group. They'll end up playing a Denmark, probably a Russia, maybe a Ukraine. Whatever, they can get all the way through to the semis without any half decent or top ten European ranked team. So I, that's that. I completely agree with Mark. That's why everyone's backing them. They've got the easiest run basically in the tournament. Well, um, similar to uh, you,
0: Dan, so similarly to you, Dan, sorry, and um, and to you, Mark. I think you said I've I've got. Italy as my team to win and one of the reasons is when looking at it Italy are in a group with uh which they probably should be winning which is with Switzerland, Turkey and Wales if they win that group it means that in the next round they'll either play Ukraine, Austria or North Macedonia so they've not you know on paper they're not really going to be playing against any decent teams until after that stage so you know, that could be a good thing. That could be a bad thing. Could it be complacency or could it be that they really not, they can have a lot of rotation, not have to play their hardest and really start bringing up later on in the tournament. One of the advantages that they have and one of the advantages where I've gone through all the groups and who's going to win it is basically who's got home games. Like there's, there's a few nations that have a number of home games. And, you know, even in the Premier League where it's like, you know, a few miles down the road, they talk about home and away teams. Imagine having to fly all over Europe just to play in these different games and you have... Teams that actually can stay at home, that must be a huge advantage. But um, maybe I'm just guessing there. No, I agree.
2: I, I Absolutely. There's Spain, Italy, well, England as examples. Again, they all have home games, which is hugely beneficial. Certainly, England fans boo their team? <laughs> well, yeah. But Turkey, um, well, the Baku games will feel like home games for them because in Azerbaijan, they're just over the water and they'll get they're allowed like 50,000 fans at Azerbaijan stadium and they'll all be Turkish fans. So they'll feel like a home game for Turkey when, when they play their group stages anyway.
0: Rory, who you got for favorites and dark horses or outsider type stuff?
1: So I've, I've got three as well. I've got a favorite, um, a dark horse and an outsider. My, my favorite are front, um, reigning world champions, like quality in every position. Um, also, I think they could build a second or a third team probably that would, would, would probably get to the semis as well, just from players that aren't involved for them. So that kind of goes without saying. Um, my dark horses are Italy. That's why uh, I'm wrecking my Italian shirt that arrived that arrived this morning. Um, once the tournament starts, it'll be going away into the draw until England go out, and then it will be coming back on. Um, like I've said in our, in our previews that we did earlier this week, um, that you can also find on the All Talk YouTube channel, um, we, uh, but I think they've got quality in every position. I think the one thing I worry about with Italy is that uh, Ciro Immobile, who is their main goal scorer, uh, he's a very hot and cold player. He could either explode and get eight goals in six games, or he could do absolutely nothing and end up getting replaced by Chiefa or um, the young lad from, I think it's Torino, who's, who's, who, who they've also taken. Um so that's my worry about them and their old centre backs as well. I mean, Chiellini and Bonucci are 37 and 34 respectively. Uh, Ten years ago, two of the best players in the world in that division. Now I'm not, I'm not really sure. But like you said, they only need to win three hard games. You know, once they get into the once they get into the quarterfinals, if if Banucci and Chiellini can roll the years back for for, for a week basically, because they'll play weekends, midweek, and then a the final will be on a Sunday. You've only got to ask them to to roll your ears back for a week,
0: and they could be serious contenders. They could end up winning it. So that's why I've backed Italy. Also, say for you say for a week. When you're older, that recovery ain't the same. So they'd be better off rolling it back for a month because in between.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But then you don't know how much. I mean, there could be a chance that they win their first two games, and they get a nice rest in the the second group game, and they get they get a week and a bit off. Um, I don't know quite how the schedule falls, but. I just also think they've got they've got a very they've got a plethora of midfielders that that like that are all different styles as well, you know. They've got the likes of Bonucci. um Benucci. they've got the likes of Varela who can put a foot in and can arrive late in the box. They've got the likes of Locatelli and Verratti, who can put their foot on the ball and pass you to death. And then they've got Jorginho who will sit just in front of the back four and dictate the tempo. So I just I just really like it in team. Um the one thing I do worry about is is the the lack of pace especially in wide areas, um, and the fact that they're, they're old up front and old at the back, which is not, not always great. And then for my, for my rank outsiders, I've, um, I've actually gone for Ukraine. Um, I think they've had some really good results in qualifying. They've got a young, hungry team. Um, they've got some very underrated players, actually. They've got uh, a player called Tizankov, who plays on the right wing for Dynamo Kiev. Um, they've got Michael lenko who's a, who's a central midfielder. Obviously, Andrew, uh, is, it, is it Andrew Yarmolenko who plays for West Ham? Is his first name Andrew or is it something else? Um, Yarmolenko from West Ham and then obviously Oleksandr Zinchenko from Man City. Um, a really good core of young players around the age of 22, 23, 24. Obviously, led by Yarmolenko, who's around 30. Um and I've also backed their striker, Mir- uh, not Mirenchuk. Let me just get his name up. I've back, back their striker as a, as an outsider for top scorer. Because I, someone I, always I, gives... Go on.
3: I was going to say, I'm with you with Ukraine. Looking at my predictor, I have them to get knocked out in the quarters to Turkey. <laughs> so okay. If, so, if it goes how I think, I think Turkey beat Ukraine in the quarters.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I've got Yaramchuk. I had £4.38 left in my account. I had £2.24 each way. At 80 to 1. So if Yaram bangs in a few goals, I could be off for 214 quid.
2: He's had a good season in the Belgian League, but yeah. I'm, I'm not sure he's gonna get got top goal scorer in the Euros. But yeah, yeah. I am
0: um, so you went big earlier. I did I put a big bet on uh my winner for the tournament, and that is Italy, eight to one. I put uh the all the money I had left in my account, which was forty five pounds.
1: How what's that payback?
0: Uh 405 pounds or something like that. No, you are you, know, not you always... know how I do. Yeah, exactly.
1: You know that. So basically, Italy
3: is won, is it? We might as well just end this right now. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just pleased no one on this pod mentioned or we don't talk about England. We just, yeah, we're not allowed to talk about dark horses. They're
2: dark horses for the tournament, though, aren't they? Uh,
0: yeah, no, well, no see, we're not. Well, the thing is, right? I think it's better off not talking about England because you know, being an England fan, and um I might as well ruin it as well. Doing the clips we did earlier. um you talk about England and everyone just gets super negative instead of being positive and putting that positive energy out there. So you might as well just keep England quiet. Don't say a word. Yeah. Don't say anything bad. Don't say anything good. Just, just, just hopefully just hope that we, we do well and, and see how it goes. But do you know what? I I actually would, before we go to like the worst contenders and players at the tournament, I, real talk, I would like us to do a, a, a decent chat on England, seeing as we're all English, I think, although some might argue that. Um. You know, it is, it is hard It is hard to be an England fan because it seems to be a lot of disappointment in our lifetime, at least. We had a good World Cup. We in first, what, 10, 15 minutes because of that free kick and it kind of went downhill from there. We haven't been... Oh, it's just gone, is it gone bad? No, no, you could carry on your back. Your I'm back. just laughing because it's
2: just as you start talking about England and like the sadness of it, it's like the the but the sound sort of followed you with you sort of getting a bit quiet and slow
1: and it started to get a bit emotional when you spoke about
0: it. You you just needed some music
2: in the background and it would have been
1: perfect.
0: I guess I I get, yeah. I I mean, I I try to be a positive person and and try and, you know, build it up, but it is because there's a different expectation that you can't have, you can't be biased towards it. You, you want England to win, but you just feel like if it's less than the the tournament win, you're going to be disappointed to a degree. England do have a good side. I think my biggest worry is, who is Southgate actually going to pick? And that's part of the problem. You know, oftentimes you're like, well, why haven't the manager picked this player, this player? If he starts players like Sterling and Rashford, I think we're going to have a real tough time. If we start players like Grealish and even Saka to a degree, I know he's still young, but pick these players that are on form and had a good season. I would prefer that. You know, don't don't shift in Henderson and Maguire if they're not quite fit yet. So I think the biggest trouble that they might have is that Southgate might lean towards his, his tried and tested, even though they're not quite in form or fit instead of actually going for some of the players that may not have as many caps but seem to have had a good season what, what do you think
2: well there's news coming out of um coming out today this afternoon that Southgate's going to be doing a back five and it's going to be Luke Shaw left centre back Stones and then Carl Walker that's the back three so immediately you look at that and think there's you know you start filling in the holes they're obviously going to have Declan Rice probably Henderson or Calvin Phillips, he's then gonna have, I guess, Chilwell and whoever else on the right wing or right back. That's basically you've got no players left. If you put Kane in, he's definitely, as you said, he's gonna play Rashford or whoever. And then there's no space for Foden and Saka and Grealish, and there's no space for any people like that because he's gonna shut up shop, play defensive. That's I mean, the same. I, I don't really that I, I don't
3: yeah, but I also don't think Stone, Shaw, and Carl Walker is a defensive setup.
1: No, but I think he's got calamity written all over the
3: place. It's It's it. damn yeah. It's not calam- it's dam- three, they, yeah. I, but I think that's yeah, his approach. goal. <laughs> <laughs> but, gonna, but that's it. Like, we're going to have to just score more than the other team.
2: How bad like, does Tyrone Mings feel if Luke Shaw is starting, they've only got, they've got no centre-backs, and Tyrone Mings is the only guy, and they're starting Luke Shaw and Carl Walker at center back.
3: Tyron Mings must be buzzing because he's, he's there, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. he's there. Like... I, I,
1: think, I think I know why Southgate's done it. And my, my theory, if he does go like this, obviously we don't know for sure. But my theory is that, that centre-backs in a three, the one thing they hate is getting pulled out into wide areas. If you're on the right or left-hand side of that three as a centre-back, the one thing you don't want to do is be pulled out wide and be matched up against a tricky winger as a centre-back. So I think Southgate's prob- probably thinking if I play two fullbacks in the wide centre-back position, they won't have as much of a problem going out wide and going 1v1 against a tricky winger as, say, a Harry Maguire would. You know, like a player like Maguire with that skill set, the last place he wants to be is down by the corner flag, matched up with, you know, uh, a, a Dries Mertens or a Lorenzo Insigne. Whereas I think the likes of Shaw and Walker have done that pretty much for their whole career. So that's the thinking about it. The issue is, is if a team plays two big strikers that are used to playing through the middle up top against a centre back and two fullbacks, I think that could be calamitous. I don't know what you guys think.
0: I guess if they yeah. if he if he decides to play someone like Declan Rice, I think I don't I can't think of any of the other midfielders that might feel as comfortable when when those um, right and left centre back types go out wide, that they're gonna have that midfielder drop down into the centre back position and help cover there. I don't know if there's anyone that you guys can think of outside of Declan Rice that could probably be soon. Super- no, I'm higher. Yeah. Really yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'd rather not. rather, you know, but um, yeah. So that means there's going to be a lot of pressure on Declan Rice's tournament to stay fit and probably play. We might see him playing pretty much every single game. Going right. Well, well, oh yeah, that. Well, this, he's, this he's, lineup, it, but this lineup, we got to remember our match day one and two
3: lineups could be very different because of Maguire's yeah. not yeah. being fit. So I get what Rory says about the. Left and right back getting pushed wide. I don't think the fear is two big strikers. Like that's a bit old Not old school. Why dudes, they don't yeah. play? Fight. Yeah, I think the issue is more when a it's ball Turkey. comes. When that ball does come in, centre backs are better at reading that position. How yeah, many times does the ball go to true. the back post and you see the left and right back is 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 out of position, or or the striker gets there before them? So it wouldn't surprise me if the goals come more that Luke Shaw or Carl Walker follows that guy out, but that guy still gets across him to the back post, and then the other side is the person who switched off, rather than the one who got dragged out, because centre-backs just have that nature of yeah. knowing...
1: Centre-backs are better in the air. They're the best players in the air on the pitch. That's why they get sent forward to corners,
3: Yeah, even positioning, so... Yeah. <laughs> well, that, uh,
2: that's they're just. It's a suggestion. We don't know that's the formation. Mm-hmm. I would have bet good money that, uh, that Gareth Tarket will go back to a back five, because he's not played it at all for years... Uh, since, since the World Cup he's not tried it in any warm-ups and he's not played his first team yet so he's guaranteed to try something brand new
0: Dan out of those out of those top teams that I said earlier where do you think England ranks in there because it's, I'll say it again France England Belgium Spain Italy Germany Portugal Netherlands I feel well, like you might put them dead last
2: no, not at all. Not at all. For me, I think uh, I know Mark. You didn't even ask me who I picked to win, by the way. But I know you, um, Mark please picked go. Uh, go it, Belgium. But for me, for me, France are so far ahead of everyone else in terms of their talent pool and their squad on paper. They're so far ahead, they have to win it. I mean, anything but a win is massive failure. I think England's squad on paper, and I'm saying on paper because, as I said, it's slightly different when you actually play is not miles away. Um, you look at the Germany squad, they're very weak in defence, just like we are. You look at the Netherlands squad, they're an absolute total mess. That Belgium squad is not strong. We talked about that in the past. I know you think you're gonna, they're going to win, Mark, but they've taken five centre-backs, four of them are over 35, and they play five at the back. One gets injured. Like, they've not thought this yeah. through. Yeah, so you, I do worry about some of those squads, but Portugal, no, I, I, I think, are a better side. Bel-
3: the reason I think Belgium are strong is they announced... De Bruyne's going to be fit for the tournament. He, they said, he's not going to play the first game, but he'll come back. I think Lukaku is my tip for top goal scorer. I've they've got a young a young player uh, who plays for ends. Was is it Doku Doku something like yeah, that? Jeremy actually. Doku. He's Who's a good likes... player, but will he will he play? I don't
2: even know
3: if they'll play. They it. won't start. They they'll have their usual starts, but like they've got talent off the bench, and I don't. And France won the World Cup. But that semi-final against Belgium, you saw how way thin the reality between those two teams is. That semi-final was really the final. Whoever whoever they you know
0: faced what, out of Like how, how often does a does a team go from a World Cup to a Euros or Euros and a World Cup? Like history wise, we've had it a few times. Spain did it. Yeah, but it's, it's, I mean, it's so not it's not an easy thing to do. And so fun. for me, I just I just think that it. I just I don't know. I think it's this, just a difficult scary thing. thing. Based on that, uh, this, the
2: scariest thing is that in 2018, France won the World Cup basically in second gear. They, I mean, they had a really easy run. Other, other than that Belgium game, basically, it was really easy. They won it in second gear. Giroud, I don't think, scored a single goal. They won the like World Cup. I they Uruguay
1: gave them a, Uruguay a good game in that World Cup. Yeah, look, yeah. yeah all right. They had some
2: games. But I'm, what I mean is, it, well, they weren't, it wasn't a difficult World Cup for them. They won it at pretty no. much at canter. This is a better team. This is a team now with Benzema potentially. I know walked off injured earlier in the week, but um, I think he'll be back. This this is a team with Kante still at the top of his game, with Benzema now there, and Bappe a few years older and now proving it at the top level. Like this is a team with ridiculous talent um, that has now got better. And so to say that uh, they probably you know they won't win it because how often does a team go from Euros to World Cup? I, I think they're so dominant right now. They're so far ahead of other European teams in terms of their quality that. It has to win. Yeah, I, to win.
3: Yeah, well, they're favourites for a reason. Like, and I put them favourites because of Kante. Like, yeah, I think. Well, yeah,
0: more than that, I'm. Yeah. They, they but, I, I,
3: I, but I. look at like Benzema and I'm like, is Benzema an upgrade to a 2018 Griezmann? And I'm like, no. But he like, They can play. Together. He's not a replacement. Griezmann's still going to
1: play.
3: play with Giroud. But, he, he'll be yeah. an upgrade to Giroud. But is but the, Giroud's brilliant at... at, at I think Griezmann had a great tournament because of Giroud. Like, I think it's foolish to think you could swap Giroud and um, Benzema.
0: They're not alike like for like. So well, maybe part of it's I'll be smart, because I'll, I'll, I'll let it out earlier. that my, You know, my, my player of the tournament I've got down is Mbappe. And he might be the best player in the tournament. Like, And if you've got Kante and you've got someone like Mbappe, who's just an absolute superstar and is only growing, only getting better. Plus experience, like we said, Pogba, I mean come on, as a Man United fan, you must be able to sing his praises. Uh, it, it, talking about it, it kind of seems like everyone's just got bad centre-backs or not the best, you know, outside of Italy. But I, I, just, but I they, just... They've you know, got it. great centre-backs. That's the difference. They're, they're, got, they're
2: great everywhere. Uh, Funny enough, I actually picked Mbappe like, for the golden, the golden ball, as it were, the golden boy, whatever they call it, you know, the player of the tournament. But I think I, I picked him because... he's young boy of the tournament. Well, I, I picked him because he doesn't have to be the best player in the tournament for all the fans and all the pundits to give him player of the tournament. Because... Like he, uh, yeah, because don't get me wrong, he's, he's amazing. I do think he's amazing. He's up there and he's the next level down from the rest. And he will go on to win Ballon d'Ors and do everything else. He's still really young. But because of who he is... and, and a half. Well, because of the expectation, he, he only has to have a pretty good tournament. And people are going to blow him out, out of the water. Like, this is the... great, You know, and they, if they win and he has any a half few decent games, he's winning player of the tournament.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's getting compared to Pele in the last World Cup. and like, I mean, yeah. I know he scored that great goal against Argentina, but come on, to compare him to And we Pelé all know, I mean,
0: we, we're all in agreement in it, Mark. Pele's the best football that's ever lived, so that's high praise. We all know <laughs> that's true. Um, I did put Kante as a close second to my player of the tournament, that is funnily enough. Do so. yeah. I, I, you know I, I couldn't put Kante, because I think it was just like you said, it's not, if, if France win... You know, even though Kante's going to be the best player, probably for them, he you know, he probably is their best player, right? They're, well, going, they to Kante. Have They're going to be five players. Or, or, they have or,
1: five players that could potentially be their best player yeah. from Griezmann to Pogba to Benzema to Mbappe to Kante. They have that's like five players that could all potentially win player of the tournament if things go yeah. right for them. Did you say your dark horses, Danny? Uh,
2: yeah, so I, mine was Turkey. Um, France are my favorites to win it without doubt. And funnily enough, looking at top goal scorers, I've actually um, a punt at 22-1 to 1 on Greens- Griezmann. Um, I was looking at some of his stats. Lovely. The guy scores really regularly for France. He scored four in his last five. He scores more than one every three in, in his entire career for France. And um, the way he's, the way they're set up now, he's playing almost like a 10. He's playing in behind two up front now with Benzema up there. So, um, yeah, he seems to be getting all the opportunities. So that's my my... I, sort
0: of sideways shout he'll, he'll take pens for them can I, as give, well, an
1: hey? yeah. Go I give an
0: outsider yeah can I give an outsider a one to watch I'm not they're not going to win but I think Scotland might do really well one because they've got all their matches at home two I think the group if you win the group you seem to be in the worst position so if you're like second or third you'll be in a better position like I said earlier and um, I think just getting them getting out of the group stages of them is going to be a massive achievement although yeah the worst third mm-hmm. it seems to be a bit of a pretty Pretty praise kind of one. I'm not so sure about that. So, but I do think Scotland, especially because they have good players like like uh, uh, Danny's John McGinn and and um, I forgot his name. My boy, Tommy, Tommy, and Tierney. Did you hear what? Did you hear what Andrew Robertson did today? So Andrew Robertson's
2: captain, and then. Um... Well, no, we're not no. I mean, what a captain. When everyone turned up at the um, hotel today all the Scotland team, and they all got together and turned up, he'd bought everyone, he'd bought a gift for every single person in the um, in the squad, and it was like a box, and it had like AirPods it had FIFA in it. It had like load of Scott, like dog beer, and it had Scottish, six pack uh, and all sorts of, yeah, beer. It had all sorts of stuff in knocking out
1: beer in 2021. What a legend. Well,
2: Brewdog, well, Brewdog Scottish, isn't it? And so he basically got, and bought, got a bunch of Scottish stuff, but he's got every single person got an individual package. And they were um, were doing some of the press conferences earlier and saying, what a man, like, out of his own pocket, out of his own thing, you went and sorted it all out and organised it for them. When they all turned up and they were like, it just, because there's a lot of youngsters in that squad that have never been to a tournament. And they were like, it just felt special. It feels like it's an amazing thing that we're doing. So, I mean, I don't think they're going to go that far, but, uh, you know, I wish them well. And I think what a great thing for a captain to do. That's just quality.
0: Yeah, um, I, wish as well. I just got quickly do the the top contend worst sort of top contenders. I'm only going on histrionics here. I, I described before that Belgium are almost like uh, England 2.0 when they had their golden generation. So because Belgium seem to be constantly disappointing themselves and probably their country, probably got Belgium fans sort of saying "Wee wee, this is terrible." I don't know what language they speak, but um... <laughs> 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 that was French. <laughs> I ain't got a clue. I, they speak they, French. They, and they they half speak French, half German, in it, and yeah. Dutch. Half they French, French Dutch. And Dutch. Half Dutch. There you go. What, what do Dutch people say? No, no, I don't know. Um, nay, nay is not. Nay, nay. nay. Yeah. <laughs> I, just for that fact alone, I'm just going to put them as my worst of the top contenders. Because, because also, I'd love to look back and like see how often like the ranked number one team wins. How how often do you think that happens? Not, not very. Not well. very I don't know because the rankings
1: are so shit that it's. Well, yeah, it, I
0: mean, like, you Chris meant better odds. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. I'm talking about the FIFA rankings. Oh, yeah, because they're I'm number FIFA one.
1: I mean, Argentina were number one for pretty much the whole of the 2000s and didn't win a thing. Oh, they won an Olympics. Sorry, they won an yeah, Olympics. In yeah, about just saying that say
0: alone, are you like, well, they're not going to do very well?
3: So, my winners yeah. are your disappointment.
0: Definitely. So, it's yeah. so covered all
3: bases because yeah. I. I <laughs>
0: You've France, let me guess, as your disappointment
3: uh, mark. I've actually, my big call is Portugal. And I'm going to, I've got Portugal as my third place that won't make it. Oh, wow. I, I've got a Portugal won't win a match. Oh, wow. wow. One well, match. They'll draw,
1: they'll, on. draw with, they'll draw with Hungary and lose to the They'll United. draw
3: with Hungary and I think they'll draw with France. And I, I
1: wonder how much money you'd get on that. I wonder if you can do an wow. assurator
0: on that. What's the what's the rationale between them not winning the match? Is it Hungary, ah, so hu- Hungary <laughs> yeah. are not as
3: bad as people think. They're also at home against Portugal in the first game of the tournament. We know the first game teams are up for it; they're fully fit. Hungary at home,
0: I love this, it. That's I not love it, Mark. I love that's it. That's not it that's
3: not an easy win. And then Portugal draw with Hungary. They know they have to win. This is the that, type of ha- content we need. Yeah, so Portugal then, has just, to, but then so then, unlikely. Then, no, no. Portugal draw with Hungary, then they have to beat Germany or France. Already knowing I mean, that they, they could very up. well beat Germany though. Like Germany's not going to be that strong. This is not a good. Yeah. This is I, not I've a good. Got, year, um, so. I've got them. I've got drawing with France, losing to Germany. Like I, I can't even believe none of us have mentioned Germany. Like there's certain things when big when big tournaments come around, you need to pull out Italy and you need to pull out Germany. And say, it doesn't matter what's oh, it is. going it's on. They,
0: it's because they've got Timo Werner as their striker and I've had a real yeah. disappointment with him
3: this year. But we've, seen, but we've seen how important as a striker he is, like how much chaos he creates. So, he although paid, he misses he chances. He's
0: as well. Timo yeah. Werner. Na- Pop. and Sané are pretty well yeah.
3: I'm actually disappointed none of us have mentioned Germany because every time a World Cup comes we'll around... talk
0: about them like, then.
3: Pluck, <laughs> pluck out, you pluck out teams who always turn up in tournaments. And like, Italy are one, Germany are one, like... You don't well, see. We'll say they're managed, you see from. Yeah, the no, internationals lot. a bit different to like club. I always say when the club managers leave and they they fall apart, but internationals is a bit different. You don't really play for the manager as such. You. I think there's a lot
2: of people questioning Germany and rightly questioning this Germany side because they're, they they had nowhere near the strength of the Germany side that we've seen in the past. Like they really aren't. Like I, you you match them player for player against England and you'd sort of go actually. You know, we could probably take them. I wouldn't mind it. We're both pretty weak in defence. Maybe, need, you know, we've got better striker. We've can, said that for of.
3: 21 years and they still yeah, beat but, us every time. But, no, no, they'll, yeah, they'll beat us, right? They, if we play they Germany,
2: night, they'll beat us because it's Germany and it's night, the Euros. And we're basically doing Euro 96 all over again. But the point, night, though, that, on, well, well, the, the point is that... finished. Well, the point is that I think with... Well, first of all, with Hungary, the whole thing with Hungary is that... Well, they've lost their star man. He's gone back home injured. So... That's a problem. That's a massive problem for them. I, I I don't see anything in their squad, but maybe maybe you know some I don't. But with Portugal, they the thing I can't believe, not no one's talking about, and they're out at nine to one to be, to win this. no but they've got Ronaldo, they've got Bruno, they've got unbelievable yeah. players, and they've got R- Ruben Diaz. they've got Cancelo, they've got Jota, exactly, they've got um, Bernardo Silva, they've got unbelievable talent in this squad. like unbelievable talent. Yeah. How- it's all, I will say it's about because... Portugal,
1: they don't, they don't have a ball winner in the middle of the park. They're going to play William Carvalho, who's a tidy player, but he's neat, tidy, can pick a pass but ain't a ball winner. They're going to play either Ruben Neves or João Moutinho, who, again, neat, tidy passers but aren't ball winners. I think they'll dominate the ball against, against Hungary, but I think against the team that sets up the counter, there's no one that's going to win the ball back, and that's where I feel Portugal will come on. Yeah. start, even if go- I have back them.
3: And going back to... Like the whole point of home advantage and away advantage, some teams have been screwed over in this. Uh, Portugal were meant to be a host nation, they they Lisbon obviously pulled out. Um, but actually, the way the group because of works, all the English people went over to Portugal, and then Covid went up, yeah. <laughs> but then, uh, so, so Portugal have to p- face Germany in Munich and Hungary in Budapest, so only France are they playing on their neutral venue, and so. Like Portugal have been dealt the group of death and then even the weak team they have to face away and then the second week like you'd say France is the strongest in that group they play them on neutral turf the next two they have to face away so I feel like Portugal have been dealt a very unfair hand when it comes to the group
1: although imagine on away day in in Budapest June, sun's out, evening games (sighs) drinking drinking in some square in your shorts from 11 in the morning Oh, would be absolutely brilliant, isn't it? Um, Standing well, uh,
3: in a fountain sorry. with your flag. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: falling in a fountain, <laughs> Chris, Chris pitching in a doorway, me throwing up <laughs> over my trainers. Absolutely amazing.
2: Well, um, while you think that um, uh, uh, Belgium, Chris, are going to flop, I'm still surprised. No one's talked about Netherlands yet. And I, I just want to talk a little bit about what I think is a car crash waiting to happen. I'm really excited to watch Netherlands because I know, I said this to you guys last week, whenever it was, the under-21 side that just got beat by Germany and didn't win the under-21 zeros. Um, that would give this this Netherlands team a real good game. And I'm pretty sure they beat them most times if they played. This is a really poor Netherlands side. This is a side that doesn't have Virgil van Dijk. Van de Beek's now just gone home injured. But the thing that no one is talking about is Frank de Boer is their manager. Like, this is a guy who got sacked three times in four years. He got five games at Palace, got 14 games at Inter Milan. He went to Atalanta and finished second bottom in the MLS with them. And then got given the Netherlands job. What? Who's given this guy a job? Who's allowing this guy to manage a football club? He's when, got you're,
1: when you're a great player, people will give you jobs. You go, but he's got like the worst well.
2: managerial record, and there is now there's like all week, the last two weeks, there's stuff coming out. The players are unhappy. There's infighting. They don't like the formations. And the the best thing is his um, press conference last week, and they're saying to him, you know, you've picked your squad, and you, you obviously you like playing wing with wing backs, and you've picked no right wing back. And he's going, oh yeah, no, I have. I've I've picked um, Quincy Menjin, I think his name is from FC Twenty, FC20. so he'll he'll play right wing back. And they're like, no, no, you haven't picked him. He, he's <laughs> at home. He's not in the squad. And it was like this awkward silence in the uh, in the press conference. And, you know, like, you don't even know your own team. This guy is useless. And I just, I can't wait for the car crash that's going to be made. Yeah, I, I must absolutely admit, quality. The ma- and
3: I'm very impressed he got an Italian team to finish second bottom in the MLS. That That's
1: what I thought
3: Atlanta. of it.
1: Atalanta and uh, Atlanta. Two the miracle worker mate, they call yeah. What I yeah. saw this morning,
2: actually, was funny, so obviously Van der Beek's gone, and Van der Beek's a really important player for them as well, he's gone back injured, so they've now got a 25-man squad, uh, and your have said you can get one more if you need. He's like, nah, it's all right, we'll just stick with 25. You've still got no right wing-back.
1: <laughs> Bring someone in. Can I, can, I just go back, can I just go back to Germany, who I, I also think will be, will be a disappointment, but what I will say is this is probably the lowest-rated German side going into a tournament, yeah, 2002. And rank, it, we Larry, were,
0: rank them from one to nine.
1: Nah, nah. <laughs> uh, the, worst two are, the, the worst three are Belgium, Holland and Germany. That's as far as I'm going. Do you well remember
3: 2002?
1: They got to well, the final.
3: 2002, they got to
1: the final. Yeah, they, had no know, star, they had no star quality yes? at all. They had an unknown striker by the name of Miroslav Klose, who who I think ended up winning the Golden Boot. They had Karsten Janka playing up front with him. A big, bald, useless lump. Think Olivia Giroud without any of the ability. Um, I think he made forty-eight no, appearances for Germany. Uh, I think he played forty odd games for Germany and scored one goal in like ten years. Um, and a like twenty-year-old Michael Ballack or like twenty-three-year-old Michael Ballack dragged them all the way to the final. So my point, although I don't rate Germany, is right off the Germans at your peril because when you least expect it, yeah. um, out of <laughs> chaos. Comes positivity, and you know we saw it in 2002 with Germany. In 2006, the Italians went and won the lot off the back of a match-fixing scandal, with um, a load of their players oh, being no one, banned, no being it. relegated to Serie B, <laughs> and then they come out and win the World Cup. So, yeah, write them off at your peril. Although I do think they are crap.
3: I, I I don't write them off. The reason Holland we we haven't really spoke about is because I just don't rate them that highly. Like I know they're in the top eight bettings, and that. That's probably reputation and name. That's because they're the batch, Yeah, yeah. I just i I don't think I just don't rate them. So how, them having a not great tournament wouldn't. They'll get out the group, which is why I think Portugal for me is the one that will surprise people
0: because I don't f- think they will. Um, I, I don't think Netherlands get out the group. Well, have you I have you guys I, got have you guys got the at least the top two teams that are coming out of each group? Yeah, yeah. I've, I have. Do you want me to go first? Go on and let's do Group A. Who's everyone's got for Group A? I think that's pretty easy. Oh, I'm going back to front. I've got Group Italy. A. I have got Belgium. How is that back to front? How did you learn to do the alphabet? <laughs> I mean,
1: no, I was no. I, I had the groups in front of me, but I was looking um, at Belgium. From um, Enfield Education. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at the France Germany group, which is Group S. So I had to scroll up. So Group A, unsurprisingly, I have Italy and Turkey. Italy one, Turkey two. But does
3: and anyone I'm, have anything different? No, I, do you know what, Switzerland? They're decent, but I've got, I've got Wales as my non-top eight disappointment. I've got their, I they are going I think they're gonna get battered at all four yeah. games and go whipping home. boys. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I uh, actually wrote I, that
0: down. Whipping boys. That's what I did for podcast, but yeah. Uh, oh, group B is a good one. Group B is a flip of a coin, you know. I've got, group B, so I've, Group B has got Belgium, Denmark, Finland, and Russia. I think, oh. even though. I have Belgium not doing so well. They'll they'll get out of their group, right? Yeah. I've yeah, got, I um, don't think they'll win it. I've got Denmark going second. I've got Denmark you. second. Home fixtures. You got no love for Russia?
3: No, no. Uh, no I've got I've got uh, actually I haven't. Russia and Portugal, are my
0: two that don't make it. So no, I've got no, uh, I've, got, no I've got no love for I Russia.
1: Russia. I think Russia could
0: win that. Group. With Russia, was it Russia with no Russia love? With no love, yeah. No love
1: for Russia. I think Russia can win that group. Denmark are always hard to beat, so they can come second, and the Belgians are going to implode. Yeah, like
0: <laughs> does anyone does anyone know anything about Finland? So I was just going to talk about Finland because Finland are by far well,
2: the worst team in the in the tournament. Got we talk about sell. the thing with Finland is, so they haven't won an international game of football in nearly a year. How um, did they get
0: I have not. The well, nations, because the, the nations league, they the qualifiers were so long ago. But the nations
2: league, I think the qualifiers were so long ago. Anyway, the point is, um, Finland are, are a bad side. They're, they're the worst side, without doubt, in the tournament. However, they have Timu puki and Timu puki has the same scoring records Finland than people like Griezmann have for France and others. He scores a lot of goals for Finland. And the one thing we all know, you need to get out of leagues and to stop to not finish last is to score goals. So. They're so reliant on Timo Pukki. If he scores some goals, they still having a chance. If he doesn't, have
1: they got any other household names other than Timo Pukki? Have, have they got any other household names that we know? I know, I know. So they're like basically like no, or, uh, um, or or like if New Zealand were to qualify for the
0: World Cup, they're like that sort of like you know so Robbie, you always getting it. Go you on. got you got Russia finning sec- second in the group. No, I think Russia win it. Denmark finished second. No Belgium. Woo! No Belgium. Oh no Belgium. Oh. No Belgium. I That's think a bigger golden call than my Portugal. Top,
1: top, top golden, golden generations, yeah. golden generations go out one or two ways. I love it. They either win, they either in win, a ball at of their fire. Peak,
0: yeah.
1: or they go out in, in a calamitous. I mean, I'm talking England 2000. Laurie, do
0: you know what your name is from now on? Skip what? Duffy. Love it.
1: <laughs> Why? Can I just I skip from one, anyone, to no,
0: Skip That's, Bayless. You're Skip Oh, Duffy. Yeah, all right, all right.
1: No, golden generations either go out one way or the other, they either win at their peak like a Germany did or like an Italy did and then crash out in the next tournament or like England, they never even reached their peak and then they go down in a ball of flames. I'm talking France 2010 where the players refused to train or <laughs> England, England 2010 where we barely scored a goal and oh, then I celebrated said, when made the we in the it. last group game, like we'd won the whole thing and then got battered by Germany. Um, Greece didn't even qualify for 2006 after they're done stuff. I just think this German side, golden generation, is going to go down as a bunch of flops for never actually winning anything. I think. I Definitely. think. Yeah, you're going to see. 17. You're going to see them. Look, you're going to see them look old because they Group are great. And I want. A, go on.
0: Group C. I've got North Macedonia finishing. No, I haven't. Uh, I I've got Netherlands and the Ukraine. I have got Ukraine top, Netherlands second. <laughs>
2: Uh, I've, I've actually got I have got Netherlands second but on joint points so they're only yeah, just same. getting through uh, <laughs> So they're like only just but, and then they're going to get battered in the next round but I do think Ukraine win this group and I actually yes. think only reasonably as well
1: open. let's see what the odds are on Ukraine to win that group I've got U- get Ukraine
3: finishing top on I don't know what because alphabetically it should be, uh,
0: yeah. I don't know why. It'd be gold difference. Mark, do you, in this thing, do you input your own scores? Is that what this is? Yeah. Oh, right that's right. what I've done. Yeah. I thought, just, I thought, I thought it was. it's like some algorithm thing that you've just got off the internet. No, no, I just put you, in the scores for for the group stages. You can actually do it on
2: the UEFA website. If you go on the UEFA website, it's called Predictor, and you just just guess. You can just put it in and automatically. But then. It, yeah, they out. didn't
0: tell you the. I want to out... all this research I've been doing for the Euros to get top,
3: yeah. Because I find the third place playoff, like the fact two
0: don't qualify, quite odd. So, uh... yeah, uh, group D that's England's group. We've got, uh, Skip it. Sure the <laughs> am I skipping? No,
1: no you're fine.
3: So we've all got England top nine points, massive goal difference,
2: yeah? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go out next round. 13 to zero goal difference.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh... They're not going to concede one goal all tournament and then we're going to think it's coming home and then next round, bang, out. Does
1: anyone want to guess the odds that Ukraine to win that group, by the way? Considering we've all predicted it. Guess the odds. Five to, to one? one? Four to one. The Netherlands are two to five on.
0: Yeah. I thought group. you were going to say, like, 20 uh, to one the way you're going on. Do oh, a double...
3: Do a double with Hungary to, to beat Portugal. Nah, to win that, know, <laughs> to
1: win that group. that group. We're
0: going to do a group syndicate, right? That's one of our doubles right there.
2: Yeah, we're, we're going to do a syndicate. We'll think about... Well, Ukraine will have to be in it somewhere. Um,
1: wow.
2: Has anyone Croatia got, three and a half to one. Has anyone got um, Croatia finishing tops then?
0: I've, uh, got, no, I've actually second. got. I've, I've actually got England winning the group, and I've got Scotland finishing second. Oh, that's a big call! Wow, that's, that's huge.
1: That's me. Yeah, I've I think Croatia. That's for the groups. fans. That's for I've the got fans. I've got
3: Scotland on zero points with a
0: minus <laughs> five goal difference. <laughs> <laughs> our neighbours, our neighbours across the sea. No way, they, they're going to do pretty well. Not across the sea, Chris. Over the wall, <laughs> <laughs> oh, just over the wall, yeah, the wall, yeah, over that wall. We need to build. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, no um, I, not genuinely. I, I actually, um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure how Croatia are going to do. And the only reason I've actually gone Scotland again is this home fixture thing. It's just, it's just taken hold of me. I've, I, I was looking today, and you know, I, I just all their, all their games are at home. Have to. Well, that's and no, that's not yeah. that story about the bid then. No, it's got to be.
2: Well, the one thing you can be certain
0: of is that COVID
2: is going to have an impact on this tournament. We don't know how yet. We don't know what, but it is going to have, a, have an impact and we, there's going to be some shocks and surprises. And it might be that games get moved. Someone can no longer have a home game. Half their team's gone down injured. Front, uh, Spain still have to play around the to God knows what. But something is definitely going to happen that we don't know about yet. That you can't predict. But I think he it's going to have got. a big
0: impact. Who you got? Who lot got? Well, in that group... Yeah,
2: yeah, I mean, England and the Croatia obviously one and yeah, two. Definitely. Um, no, sure, yeah. I, I, uh, the one thing I'd say about Czech Republic, um, I don't think they're a great team. I mean, they've got Suchek and they've got Kufau. and the, you know, the, um, funnily enough, I know we'll come on to it later about the, the potential like young superstars or ones to watch. There is somebody in the Czech team, unfortunately, he's probably not going to play, which is weird. But there is somebody in the Czech team who is an unbelievable player, he's 18 West Ham are trying to sign him. Um, Lozec, is called uh, Lozec, and he is unbelievable. He scored like fifteen goals in nineteen games, top goal scorer in for Sparta Prague uh, the, this he's got, season. Just gone. He has got his old, name for his chant. Yeah, uh, but he he is an unbelievable player. I mean, he, this guy can do it. Like he's tall, he can header. He, he used to play on the wing. He's fast. He's a poacher. This guy's a serious, serious baller. And at 18, he's already dominating that league. And um, I I don't know why. I think the manager's a bit old school. and He doesn't seem to be starting him in the friendlies or starting him in the games. He doesn't have much international experience. But if he gets on the pitch, he could do something. And we might even see him against England. He is a really good player. But outside of that, I'm not
0: a big fan of this Czech team. Uh, Group E, we've got Poland, Slovakia, Spain, Sweden... I've gone for Spain to win the group and I've gone for Slovakia second. Oh, I've gone Sweden. Oh. Yeah. I've gone Poland. I've gone Poland. There you go, look oh. at that. Across the board. Does
1: that, does that mean this is the most wide open group going
0: in? Uh, well, well the way it depends. If you're asking Mark boy, group F is the most wide open. I think <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Hungary coming yeah. second. <laughs> Nuts.
2: Uh, the, thing with, the thing with, so we're already seeing it, right? Spain, um, half their team have had to isolate. They've had to play their under-21s the this week in their friendlies, which has caused all sorts of mayhem. Hopefully they'll be back. Hopefully it'll be fine. Sweden, weirdly, who they're playing in the first game, half of their team have come down with COVID now. So Kulosevski and all their top players, obviously Ibrahimovic was meant to come and he's injured, so he's not in the tournament. I think Sweden aren't quite as strong as they probably could have been. And they have their best players who literally just had COVID. And you don't know, right? You don't know what impact that could have. Poland have Lewandowski. And I know he's not I was got say, a history scoring many goals in the European a,
0: a, a thing?
2: Well, no, the thing, well, Lewandowski is slightly better than Timo Puky, Yeah, I think Lewandowski
1: also... a bit of a tail of fish to Timo Pookie, to be fair. But also,
2: Lewandowski plays, uh, the thing with Bayern is that you're in a team where you get so many chances. He's got such quality around him. He doesn't have that with Poland. He plays slightly deeper. He has to come, you know, he's only scored two goals in the championships before for Poland. Like that says it all. This is a man that scores 40 goals a season for five. He's only scored two goals in a championship. So um, I think... wonder
1: if they'll I thought, play 4-4-2 with, with him and Milik up front, because I think Milik's a pretty good player as well. May,
2: maybe, but I, I do think just given, I think the reason this group is quite wide open, none of us can pick, is because actually there's a lot going on off the pitch. To do with these teams that is pretty hard to call on paper. Spain wiped the floor in this group, they should do. Um, but I think anyway, Sweden, Poland, Slovakia could all give each other a good game, so who knows? Yeah, well, one of us, the good thing is, one of us are going to uh, be right.
1: The vodka of Slovakia,
0: as well, he's a really good player. Then the yeah, last yeah. group, the um, the so called group of death, according to everyone else except Mark Williams, uh, France, Germany, Hungary, Portugal. Um, I've gone for France to win. And I have, I wish I didn't write it. I've written it down earlier and I really want to change my mind. Am I allowed to change my mind even though I wrote earlier? Well, yeah. Who's going who's gonna
2: to know if you haven't said anything?
0: <laughs> Jesus. Jesus might know. Um, all right, I'm going to change it. I, I did have Germany, but I'm going to change it to Portugal. Uh, I've just been thinking about it. Mark's, Mark's convinced me. So, um, yeah, I'll put them second. So France well, and Portugal. That's what I'm going to go I,
3: for. I've got Germany top, France second. Portugal
1: third, Hungary bottom. uh rory uh France, Portugal, Hungary, and Germany both with a donut. You lot are going to N- be surprised. Nil by por- for the Germans and the Hungarians. How? That's impossible. That's, That's
0: impossible. impossible. Oh <laughs> yeah, one, one point. Sorry, sorry. One point each for for both of them. So I reckon it was more so, so, so more like a yum yum, not a donut.
1: More like a yummy. I'm not a donut. Yeah, I don't know what I was saying there. You can tell I didn't do um, my results earlier. Um, yeah, I think I think Portugal. Although the interesting thing will be if France fails to win their first game, I wonder how much their odds go out to because they're they're like four and a half to one at the minute. I wonder if they go to six, seven, eight. If they if they let's say that they're, their first game is against uh, Germany, Portugal yeah. play Hungary first. If that ends in a draw. And Portugal back to Hungary. I
3: wonder if France does go out a little bit. Yeah, because I, I, France aren't known for being like fast starters. They're not. No, no. I, I've got Germany beating France and then Portugal-Hungary drawing. And then I have a with Germany, they're, they're the opposite. If they win, they're, they're, they'll improve. And I have Germany beating Hungary quite comfortably in the last game, where Portugal have then something to play for. And I think they could nick a draw against <laughs>
2: Come ask, Mark? Who in this Hungary team is is good? Like who who is going to be scoring these goals against this top European see,
3: team?
2: See, I I'm a bit
3: different. I don't. I look at their form. I mm. I've been looking at Hungary's like warm up games. I don't look at individual players. Like I look at Hungary. I, I see how they qualified. I look at their form coming in, how they played in the friendlies. So I don't I don't know their team, but I know
2: their but, results. But so. they played their friendlies. They they played. Cyprus, San Marino, they drew with Ireland, they couldn't score against Ireland. They only just beat Cyprus. Also, the games in the nation the games before that, when they worked, they had Zobasli, who's their like unbelievable talisman, and he's gone off, he's gone home injured. He's the man, like he's the one that does everything in that team. It's like on it's like when you're a kid in school, you take the corners, you take the pens. you take the, he's the guy. So,
3: not scoring against Ireland is no I don't because Ireland are terrible. And they just defend for their lives. So I look at, and also I only look at games that matter. So in the games that matter, they drew three, three with Poland and had ten men. They beat Turkey, they drew with Serbia, beat Iceland. Like they're, they're no mugs.
2: This team. They got a red card in the ninety fifth minute. That's not. That's not drawing with ten men. They
3: they drew with ten men. <laughs> <laughs> that's all that matters. <laughs> I
1: yeah, football, I, I I I, I... Football on Football Manager when a team beat you 3-0 and they have a man set off in the 93rd minute they go yeah well, Rory, duffy, he he came, Rory Duffy's team lose for 10 men no I didn't
2: look <laughs> 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 like I told you they, they played those games they won those games because of him uh, because of Zobos they don't have it now and I just
3: so I, so I, you don't, watch, I don't you won those it. games
0: yeah
3: oh, honestly we're the same thing
0: Mark that's <laughs>
3: the same thing we've got no 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 but I look at the form and then but I won't be like oh it's because of one player that's the difference I don't look at players this is Danny's why he has got the stats he's what got the numbers what I will numbers. say he's he is
1: like, is a, a good player but we're not talking about like we're talking about a really good player here, but we're not talking like Zidane or no or like, but
2: he, he's no but it, when you're playing the San Marinos and the Andorros and he's the man dominating the game like but that's why
0: but when we play five-a-side football Mark dominates the game he's our talisman does that mean he's going to go out there and be winning Euros do you know what I mean no but if mark's not
2: in our team have we got a better or worse chance of winning that five a side next week that's the point here
1: no but i feel like i will just caveat that i feel like i've never played five a side with anyone on this on this chat yeah fair enough No, but it's like
3: but this is the difference between between our (laughs) views like you would look at finland and be like oh pookie finland and i'm like Finland are awful. They're terrible. I'd say they yeah, the, they're, they're the worst team. team. Finland are the but,
2: worst team in the minute.
3: But sure. Hungary don't have a puki, but, but the form suggests that actually there's a team there. Like, they might not have that individual player. And I think that's, that's the difference. So it's like, what do I see? I see Hungary in big games turn like in the big qualifiers have done well. So like, I think again. at home to Portugal, them to get a result is not unheard of. Like,
0: Mark's one to watch. Hungary. Very good. Um, who's your who's your young player of the tournament then? Because I don't know, like, because if if Mbappe's my player of the tournament, can he still be my young player of the tournament at the age of seventeen and three quarters? <laughs>
2: uh, so well, I mean, I was looking at sort of like under twenties as a if it's an up and comer you've not heard of, like uh, no, no under twenties going to start. No one under
1: twenties going to start. Uh,
2: yeah, they're not going to. Well, I disagree with that. Who's Only because you who want to make way. your point, but carry on. Well, Pedri. Is one of the first names on the Spanish sheet. The, so this is where
3: I, it's hey. annoying because we said it on our yeah, we said it in our chat, and I'm like, it almost put me off saying Ferran Torres as the young player. I think he'll be the young player. Like I, I think he'll be the one getting the goals for Spain. And let's face it, goals are what gets the headlines. So,
1: how old Ferran Torres? Are you 22? Uh,
3: he's young enough that I. For, uh, How old's Rube, uh, Ruben
0: Dias? Is twenty three because he could still go. Nah, that, I
1: he's been twenty three for ages. He's got to be at least. 25 <laughs>
0: he's he's twenty one. It's tough so. looking at twenty three, twenty three year old thinking, oh he'll bang me up when he look at him, wedge that." My... <laughs> so, yeah, Ferran Torres is twenty
3: one, so I, I said that's still young enough. Yeah, twenty
1: one. twenty one. I'll Zao give Felix. you that. Yeah, I've got but... Oh, really? Interesting.
0: Yeah,
1: because he's been playing under like restricted. Diego's so yeah, been the only tactic being stuck out on the left in a 4 4 2 or playing up front. I feel like this could be the chance for him to play with the shackles off, be given of a bit of freedom, getting pushed right up next to Ronaldo. You know, great players play well with other great players. When he's got Bruno, Ronaldo, etc., etc., around him, um, I think this could be the tournament where he breaks out as they say in America. No
0: one's, no one's picking Foden with his new Gaza Barnett. Well, yeah, the Stockport Gaza. I mean, come on. I am
3: I just I mean, leave England out of everything. I just, yeah. And also enjoy we England.
1: See, like, you see so much of Fogun that it's hard to think of him as a young player. He's been playing for about four years or not. Well, he's, he's also 21.
2: He's the same age as Ferran Torres,
3: right? He only started playing for City in November. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so he he, he won not playing before then.
1: Does anyone else it's, remember him playing in a, in a charity shield? Show? Community shield, as it's now called, like about four years ago. And everyone going, this is it. This kid's going to play now. And then... Yeah. He seemed to spend another two years on the on the bench, and then Guardiola came out and said he was the best player he'd ever seen, and we all got carried away. But yeah, no problem for me.
0: Uh, I think I think we're pretty much there in it. Unless you want to talk about something else, no. top scorer. Hey, oh, top scorer. I already said my one. Uh, I'll give it. I'll just give it to Kane. It to well, I, I just, it. I just, Annoying. I just don't know how. I just honestly, I mean, you know, you lot, you lot watch more international football, but I think I'm, I'm pretty aware of all the strikers. But I think it'll be similar to the same situation as last time. You know, all the he's probably going to get most of the shots, all the penalties. Uh, I don't see why they're not going to. He's not going to repeat and doing the same thing. And I do think that England's going to have an okay tournament. I don't know if they're going to win it. And the only person that's probably going to score is for, for England is Kane. So I'll just go for that again. Kane's not a yeah, bad It's a good shout. Annoyingly, um, Lukaku and Kane
3: are by far the favourites, I think, to be top goals. Yeah.
1: Uh, actually, do, do you want to know what I have back?
0: Uh, you've in, gone for, um, you've gone for
1: Lewandowski. No, no, I've gone for, yeah, I've gone for Immobile just because I think he, can, he could explode. Now, there's every... Yeah, you can likely. be top
3: goal scorer with like four goals if the tournament... Yeah. Was, yeah. Who was the top in 2016?
1: I, I, I'll put it out there that Immobile will either score four goals or more or none. Like that, there's no middle ground. There's no way he has an all right tournament. score well, no two, one, like. two
0: or three.
1: Yeah, yeah, he'll, he'll score either four or more or none. There's, there's no middle ground with this guy. But if he, put, if he hits form, he could be an absolute beast. Um, see, I've got him and then I've got Yaramchuk as my outsider because 80 to one, 80 to one and Ukraine's main focal point. And it looks like, I reckon he'll get out of the group and maybe win a knockout game. So he, he could play five games. So yeah, 80 Dan, to Dan, you got Timo Puki? uh yeah
2: sure no I've gone for the man that won the um top goal scorer in year 2016
0: I've gone for Antoine Griezmann oh yeah well I mean if look if France are going to be one of the teams that go on further than than most then absolutely got a shout so yeah um that's it yeah good yeah yeah Oh, yeah, we'll yeah. be
1: doing reaction videos as well throughout the tournament. Some of the we will games.
0: be, yep, said that. We'll be doing our reaction videos. We'll be doing our, some, maybe some more previews, although we'll see, we'll see about that once my internet starts working proper. Uh, so, all right, lovely. Uh, We've got no game, so we'll go straight to front three, back four. Um, I'll go first because my internet's about to go. And f- actually, that's actually my back four, my stupid internet, Virgin Media. Friggin' I-, I don't know what to say. My mum told me not to go for them. I went for them. I'm going to... This pod's going to cost me about a thousand pounds, if not, but it's all for the cause. Um, we'll just go. Right, with that. You've won that in bet last week, so you'll be all right. I have, I have, I am up a healthy amount. Um, and I that that was going to be my front free, but I've had to put that to the background because everyone is second place to my mum. She's in my front free. It's her 70th birthday today. Happy birthday, Maureen. Uh, um, yeah, this is All the single mums. but actually, my aunt's birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Was it Big Chris? Chris and Carmel. Chris and Carmel, twins. Exactly. And my mum's a twin too. Look at that. So uh, I'll best give Mujia a shout out too. But yeah, no. uh, It's my mum's 70th birthday. Anyone that knows me knows that I'm a uh, loud and proud card carrying mummy's boy. And I have no shame about it. Um, She is easily the most important person to me. Uh you lot know that I've been going through some uh some some alterations to my lifestyle the last few weeks or months. And uh without her, it wouldn't have been as easy. So uh yeah, she's just an absolute superstar. Uh the most important person, single mother, brought up four boys, powerful four foot eleven monster. Uh she started to calm down a bit in her old age, but uh, yeah, no, just um just a, a wonderful, wonderful woman. And uh yeah. Shout out Happy to mum. Happy birthday. Happy
2: birthday.
0: I know she scares the shit out of you boys, doesn't she? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No comment. I remember, well, yeah. Ollie, do you remember when you, came, when you came over one time, innit? <laughs> <I> remember that?
1: <laughs> yeah, that story, that story's for off air. But yeah. yeah. Chris, no, 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 what did she months, do, you remember? She scared the life out of me. It was one of the first times, it was a few years ago, one of the first times I ever came around for Chris, parked up my car, knocked at the door. She answers. I was like, you all right? Is Chris there? And she goes, Yeah. And just stood there. She went, and you are. <laughs> and I went, Maureen. She went, and, <laughs> and I stood there for about thirty seconds. and it got really awkward, and then she just cracked a laugh and went, "Coming." <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Happy yeah. birthday, Maureen. Yeah. The woman that said that uh, I can't sit next to Mark in English class because uh, we were getting in too much trouble. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, good woman. Good girl. Good good girl she is. Uh, who wants to go next? Who wants to try and follow that up? I'll, I'll, I'll try, but, you know, nothing's more important than our mum's birthday.
1: So I'll do my front three first. My front three is Mark James Williams. Ooh. So I'm going to take you oh, back. Yes. Yeah, you know what this is going to be. I'm going to take you back to Saturday. Legend of the game. Me and, me and Christopher Alley are... Are sitting there waiting for Mark, as we do. He plays golf now. He's he's fully embracing middle age, and um he's taken up golf. Um we're sitting there watching watching some form of rugby, I think it was, um having a chat and having a couple of uh, ice cold beer. Moretti's out of Chris's new fridge, and we're waiting for Mark. Mark bowls in about half three, and he goes, oh the some Derby's on at four. I've had a tip or four thirty. Do you want it? And we said, well yeah, obviously we want the tip. Uh, the tip was a fifty-to-one shot. I thought, you know, Mark and his family, especially his dad, have a history of roping tips. There's a story from uh, from Ascot a couple
0: of years ago. Your cousin's um, sister's barber's boyfriends. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I once, I once, after a few, after a few uh, proseccos, waxed fifty quid on a tip. because uh, Mark's dad convinced me it was a cert. But well, I didn't realise he'd drunk more prosecco than I had. Um. Anyway, Mark, Mark walked in. Uh, gives us this tip and it romped home like it didn't just win it romped home 50 to 1 let's one. just say betw- between the three of us on that horse we cleared about a grand on Saturday um, Main, unfortunately not me I think I only had like three pound each way or something so I only got about 150 quid but yeah Pour way out, as he says, for Mark Williams, because uh, you paid for a night oh, out there. Oh, I, I died.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I killed him. But that, that was the last
1: thing I had of him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lost, yeah. Drunk. Yeah, pop a death. bottle.
0: Pop a bottle for him. <laughs> pop a bottle. <laughs> so after that. Out? Yeah. <laughs> Did <Do laughs>
1: no, we no, only pour out for people that are dead? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. Fair play.
0: Did you yeah. never know what that yeah. meant?
1: Yeah. I thought it was just like razor glass. I didn't realise it was like uh,
3: razor glass would have made more sense. Yeah. <laughs> so...
1: yeah I did not realise it was only for death. But um <laughs> yeah, pour one out for me on Sunday morning because of that win as well. Um yeah. yeah, so yeah, front three is Mark. My back four is me. First of all, um I threw up, that's my dog in the background. Um yeah, we've first seen... of all, I threw up over my brand new Air Forces on um on uh on Saturday night. So that's oh, that is, a, that is a bad one. And then um, on Monday morning, um, for those of you that don't know, I started a new job about four weeks ago, but I've been working from home. This week was my first week <laughs> in the office. So I've gone in, I've met my new boss, I've been given my staff pass on Monday. And um, I signed a thing saying that uh, if you forget if you forget your staff pass, you have to go home and get a new one. There's no temporary staff passes. So this is on a Monday. Bear in mind, I work at Heathrow Airport and live just by Enfield in North London. So we're talking about a good 45-minute drive. Tuesday, I turn up to work as I'm driving in the gates, realise I've lost my staff pass. Now, I've been working for nearly 10 years since leaving uni, and I've never once forgotten a staff pass until Tuesday. Um, but I had to go with my tail between my legs to my new boss, and it was only the second time I met them and say, by the way, I've forgotten my staff pass. Luckily, she didn't make me go home, but I felt like an absolute knob. On my second day in my new job, so yes, that is my back four
0: nightmare,
1: absolute mare. Mark,
3: all right, let's go. keep yourself on mute. You? Yes. Yeah, so my back four is uh Robertson's favorite uh choice of drink. Danny sounded like he liked it. I've got a few in the fridge, and it's Brew Dog. A load of their uh, staff have come out. And said the working environment is toxic. A load of them have come together. There's a they've set up an account called <laughs> Punks with Purpose. And uh this isn't the first time Brewdog have a history of of mistreating their staff. And dog they've Brewdog have said they're sorry and they'll look to learn from it. So there's hope. But yeah, sounds like they've t- created quite a toxic environment. So just not yeah. toxicating. I hear Amazon are hiring. Yeah, so <clears throat> maybe Andy Robertson should have thought of that before his choice of beer. But um, no, I, I do like a brew dog, so hopefully they sort that out because I don't want to feel guilty while drinking my beer. So that's not going to happen. So that my front free is the sun. So I don't know any of you take a look out today and see the uh, the eclipse that occurred.
2: Yep. So, uh, so yeah,
3: I saw a total eclipse. It was actually cloudy, so I couldn't see it. So it was, uh, popped my head out at 11. It was it was cloudy, so I was like, oh, yeah, there's no chance of seeing it here. Um, Why, why is it in my front three? Because these eclipses, they used to be rare, but now they shall be rare no more because China have created their own sun. So I don't know if any of you have seen, but China have made an artificial sun, Jeez. which is six times hotter than the real sun.
1: So... No, you are joking. We're fucked. We are fucked. <laughs> Where? Where is it? China. Where? <laughs> it can't be six times hotter than the real sun China. it'll burn everything.
3: It's, yeah. Yeah. So they've created. Look. Look it up. They've created an artificial sun, six times hotter than the real sun. They're saying this could be permanent, renewable, unlimited energy.
0: If it works. Well, that thing's, that thing's just a rocket they've sent in the sky telling everyone it's the sun, waiting to come down on us all. It's just a fusion so. reactor. It's just a reactor, right? So it's
2: just, they're just recreating what the sun does. It's hydrogen fusion.
3: Yeah. But at a scale of six times what the sun does. So...
2: 160 million degrees Celsius. Jesus,
3: okay. that's hot. You'll get a tan with that. Yeah, roast your egg on that. So. Factor but, fifty plus. Be this is right. how
1: we're gonna die, isn't it? We're not gonna <laughs> yeah, die from, like, from we're gonna die from some stupid invention that wiped ourselves well, up. Like, well, they, they couldn't, have, couldn't keep on.
2: the coronavirus no. virus in the lab, could they? So God knows yeah, if yeah. they can keep
0: it's the. Be like if had will have no, the, none of that yeah. racism on this podcast. I love you, but if they never watched Batman,
3: like the whole point of the Dark Knight was they built this renewable energy resource and then Bane turned it into a bomb. That's a it's just, real. you can't learn.
0: They need to read more comic books. Yeah. Anyway. Danny, finish this segment. You'll um,
2: be pleased, well, Chris won't, but the rest will, to know I've been feeling very positive this week. I've been taking Chris's advice on England, thinking positively. And for that reason, I had about 10 fun threes and couldn't find a single thing that was going wrong in the world this week. So I decided I was just going to tell you my positive front threes. One of my favourite things that I've seen this week, um, did anyone see um, Bielsa? I think it was yesterday, or the day before yesterday, actually, uh, training the that, the 11-year-old kids. So we all know Bielsa is obsessed with football. We all know that he can't go a single day without watching it, playing it, coaching it. He decided, he put his Leeds top and his Leeds shorts on, he wandered down to the local uh, kids club and he took a training session with a local uh, 11-a-side or a group of 11-year-olds Um, But the best thing is he turned up and he went, right, murder ball, everyone, go. (laughs) Which is where it's like non-stop, no refs, no, ball's not allowed out, constant running. (laughs) He he went in and apparently the kids absolutely loved it. But the guy just loves football. And I love, uh, how many Premier League managers just wander down to their local club and go, you know, do you want any coaching? I'll come in and I'll help. What a hero. Well,
1: Edu sat on a beach drinking pina colada.
2: Exactly. So big shout out to Bielsa. I have no idea what he's going to do through this Euros because he needs to be uh, he needs to be watching and doing, doing something in football every day. Um, my other fun, uh, fun three that I really like this week is Lazio fans. So I don't know if you saw the news that Maurizio Sarri has a job again. He's been announced as the Lazio boss, taking him from Inzaghi. Um But you can always trust Lazio to um, bring a little humour to things. So Lazio yeah. announced his arrival with a tweet that was simply a cigarette. Emoji, which I thought was a nice touch, uh, and the fans then followed that up by um, vandalising a mural that had just been put up in Rome. So there's a mural of Mourinho that they drawn, and he's on a um, moped coming into Rome. And so instead, they've put um, they've put Sari's head, and he's blowing a cigarette smoke all over Mourinho, and they've just basically scratched about the picture. Uh, and so big, big fan of uh, Lazio fans finding ways to celebrate their new manager. Uh, And then the final one that um, was really positive this week, although it's from the beginning of the week, um, is Joel Glazer, would you believe it or not? For the first time in 16 years, he has engaged with fans. He has spoken to them in a fan forum last week. He has admitted he's got it wrong. He's committed to improving uh, the club. And most importantly, he is going to be allowing partial fan ownership, he says. So a fan share scheme is going to be set up. In his words, I want the fans
0: to be the seventh Glazer. I did not know there were six others, but apparently there are. Um, so what you good talk. Do is buy a ticket and you have invested in this club. Yeah, so
2: uh, good talk. Now let's see if he actually turns it into action. But that's 16 years of silence, he's got some making up to do. But fair play, he has put his money where his mouth is and said, we got it wrong. We're going to listen now. I'm going to do this properly. He talked about all the investment that's going to go back into the training facilities, the... Yeah, and youth team, all of that kind of stuff. So, hopefully, they have turned a corner and they've listened. And uh, turns out, all you needed was some fan protests. So, who
0: knew that worked? Oh, that is, that is the definition of All Talk FC, right there. there yep. my news. Right. There you go. Should we, should we go?
1: We've got a busy week. Who's, who's <laughs> jumping on for the, uh, who's jumping on for the review, uh, for the, for
0: the reaction video tomorrow? Yeah, oh, yeah, I'll be there. Why? So, uh, yeah, all good. Looking forward to the Euros. Come on, England. I believe in you. It's coming home. But just in case, I've left my uh, my tag on my shot. <laughs> yeah. all, right. all right. See you next week or see you whenever. See you throughout the Euros. Right. Bye. Bye.